ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter, and I'm your host. And as usual, I'm excited about my guest on the podcast today. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Tracy Repchuk, and Tracy and I just met recently, and I'm very excited to talk to her because she is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. Oh my goodness, what this woman hasn't accomplished is, I don't know, it's unbelievable. And Tracy and I are actually on the same time zone, which is also really cool. And I think, Tracy, you live in California. I I do. Nodding your head. Yeah. So welcome, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. You are in Southern California, yes? Yeah, I'm in Malibu Canyon. Oh, beautiful. Yes, I'm familiar with um, the LA area mm-hmm. because my daughter lives down there and so does my sister. So it's beautiful yeah. down there. Yeah, it's nice. So you have been an entrepreneur for 38 years. You started your first business at 19, right? And yes. it was a software company, I think. Yep. So, so were you in college? Were you, was it a project? Was Yeah, no, you know, it's a very interesting thing is um, I was about to graduate. I was three weeks from graduating uh, college with a computer um, programming degree. And um, I, one of my teachers pulled me aside and he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to go to Toronto and I'm going to become a programmer, I guess. Right. Um, and he said, oh, no, you're not. He said, you're dynamic, you're outgoing, you're a leader. Um, he said, you're an entrepreneur. And I was, I, I'd never heard of that word. My mom stocked shelves. My dad worked in a factory. That was not on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows to the interest, right? So he says to, so I said to him, well, what's an entrepreneur? And he said, it is somebody that finds a need and fills a gap. He said, I want you in the next X weeks before we graduate, to examine the marketplace, take a look, find a need and fill the gap and start your own business. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, wow. So we, he, you have him to thank for that. I, I always thank him. It, it, if he hadn't have pulled me aside, so he was a college professor, right? Yeah. If he had not pulled me aside. I would have gone on to be a programmer. Now I'd probably be the CEO of some large corporation, but um, there would have been a lot of, uh, um, uh, non-freedoms in my life, right? I created a freedom lifestyle from the moment my kids were born uh, yeah. back in 1994. That, that lifestyle then would not have been the, the, the way it was today. I, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine I would have been successful, only I would have been on the corporate track. Right, really interesting. Now, it says you were 19. So did you finish school early? I did, yeah, I finished all the way through from grade two I skipped from grade five I skipped from grade eight I skipped I was already in high school by doing high school uh, um, courses before I'd even left middle school and then I rapidly finished high school and and I was in college so the star was shining over your head early on (laughs) I for me I came from England our family moved to Canada when uh, I was uh, nine 
-hmm. And they took a look at my sister was six. I was nine. And he looked at our um, um, report cards and said, okay, you're going into grade six and you're going into grade three. I was 10 the day I started school in grade six in a brand new country. And right quite a bit younger than everybody else. So I finished school early, but not as early as you did. And I think you're Canadian, right? I am Canadian. And what's interesting, I'm the only Canadian born. My entire family was born in the UK. Okay. And where did you go to school? Where did you live as a child? Where in Canada? I grew up in Burlington, Ontario. Oh, and then, okay. yeah. And then we moved to the country because I started my company young, was very successful. We moved to a 16 acre estate, um, just, you know, not, not far out of the city and um, was raising the kids there with my husband. We were operating the software company at that time. And then we moved to Toronto. Okay. So, all right, let's just go back to that for a second because you're 19, you start a software company. What kind of credibility you're going to have? How do you find your customers? Oh my God, I had no credibility whatsoever. And the funny or the interesting part was talk about barriers. One, I was a woman in a software field. Yes. Um, two, when I would go and do a presentation, um, like, you know, I'd, I'd managed to, to get our foot in the door so we could go do a presentation to win a contract, right? Um, I would be there presenting to 10, sometimes 15 men over 50, and there'd be me who looks like 12, and then there'd be Ward Millette, and there'd be, you know, Cooper Librin and IBM, every contract I went for, it was against the giants in the industry. Wow. And so um, that, that uh, resulted in me becoming an extremely good marketer because I had to find why would you pick this, you know, ratty little 19 year old um, woman in particular um, over these people, you know, companies that were um, huge. And, and in many cases, in a way, you know, price wasn't the, the thing they were looking at. They were fine paying, you know, a hundred grand award Millette as long as that project was guaranteed to be done and, and that's in their head, what would happen It's like FedEx, right? Guaranteed overnight. So you get very confident in that. I had to push my way in as, uh, and I, I found the unique piece and that was, you know, customer service. And that was, uh, you're getting me, right? You're going you're gonna to get this one person dedicated to your account and you're not going to be shuffled to juniors. And I had to find every hole I could in order to punch my way to at least be considered. And then one day, of course, I won my, my first contract. And once I gotten into one company and gotten um, a success and they liked me and loved me and loved what we were delivering, I then got the database for that entire industry and I started hitting everyone back in old school. We didn't have no facts. We didn't have, you know, so I was writing letters and sending out brochures and flyers to every single association that this one kind of was a part of. And that's, and then I started to go to my next one and my next one and my next one. And that's, that's how I began. So you, you built up your um, credibility, you built up your, um, your steel armor too, I'm sure, because I'm sure there were a lot of, you know, 
blocks along the way mm -hmm. and proved yourself. And that, you know, that's all you can ask. That's amazing. I had a girl call me today that found me on LinkedIn and asked me if she could speak to me about a woman in business, you know, in business for herself. She was 22. Mm -hmm. She's just coming out of college and she's in a company that she's um, doing business development for. And she said, all the guys in my office are phoning and cold calling people and they're not getting anywhere. She said, I'm trying to build relationships with people. I went, oh my God, you're a beauty, you know? Yeah. So um, I love talking to her and she's got the right idea mm -hmm. and she'll be, she'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, so when did you make the move to California or did you go somewhere else in the States before you made it to California? No. So, uh, they were definitely pivot points in the business and or my life. Right. And so what had occurred, we're in Toronto. Um, and at that point we, um, I started to see the writing on the wall for the internet and I knew it was huge and big. And in order for me to, um, succeed. Uh, I needed to be in the U.S. at that time. It was very conservative in Canada. People were not adopting it um, fast enough. And so um, I really at that point decided we were moving and that was it. And I had a conversation this morning that thank God my husband understands when I say we need to do something, we're going to do it. And it's, it's based on intuition of where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And so we immediately uh, sold all of our assets, sold everything we owned, and we moved to California. Wow. That was good insight. Good insight, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now yeah. it doesn't matter where you live, right? You can work yeah. and be anywhere. But back then you had to be in that location. Or everything wherever. was happening in the U.S. In order to be seen, in order to penetrate the internet marketing arena, uh, book publishing, um, speaking, all, everything was, was down there. And it was, it was silent in the, in, in Canada and all the seminars were there, all the trainers were there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, uh, I can't, I can't penetrate the market the way I need to from up here. So at that point, were you seeing a different business that you were then like, uh, uh was it around, um, still around software? What was it more around training and and uh, teaching marketing on the internet, teaching people. Yeah, once we'd, in 1994, we were uh, moving to the internet already. In 2004 is when I started to say, we're gonna switch everything to internet marketing. This is gone now beyond the brochure stage. Mm -hmm. um, this is time for us to leverage this multimedia capacity that is about to unfold because everything started to get faster and you could have images and all sorts of things. So um, it was at that point that I realized there was a pivot coming up. And um, so I started to uh, do an analysis of where, where is the, you know, one, where's the biggest marketplace? Moving to California was a decision partly based on weather, but, but also based on the fact that the, if I just, in my heart, in my head, I was like, if I just focused on California as a market, that's more than the population of all across Canada, right? right? right, right. And so I'm like, instead of doing this, I'm going to go to California and I'm going to just dominate California with, with the internet marketing and, and website and branding and, and, and email marketing and landing pages that I was doing or, or getting into. But the funny part was it was five years before I got my first client in California because immediately, practically on arrival, 
I wrote the book. I became a number one bestseller. I made money fast. And then I won the new internet marketing success of the year. I was the first woman to win that. They flew me from California to Singapore to my very first stage in front of 3,400 people. At that moment, my speaking career is about to blow up um, wow. because World Internet Summit signed me. I was the first woman to be signed. It was 15 men and one woman. <laughs> and I toured for five years, 39 countries. And, and so I became the number one woman speaker in the world for internet marketing because I was the only one there at that time. Um, and so, it, and then finally, after five years, I like, I'm back in California. So to, after, you know, I would go to the uh, Australia for the weekend. Um, and so I, it, it became all of a sudden I was back in California after that five year journey. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I said, I was going to, you know, do something here in California. And so that's when I like held my first event in California at that moment. Oh, I did not know that. That's fascinating. And mm -hmm. Um, okay, I was going to ask you, and I, I'm now more curious also about it, is when you first started in the um, internet marketing field, who was, who was your guru? Who was your mentor? Who did you learn from? So it was at the time when I got into it, it you know, there was Jay Abraham. Yeah. There was um, Armin Morin. There was Mike Vilsame, who is still yes. around. There was uh, yeah, Frank. There was... Um, uh, Frank. Is it Frank? Um, I don't know. The guy I'm thinking of is Alex Mandozian. Alex Mandozian was on the same stage. Yes. Yeah. Alex was there. Um, yeah. I mean, on the, most of them are still kind of around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Basak was there. Um, it, well, it, well, here's the funny part. When three, two months ago, Literally, the World Internet Summit did a reunion event online, our first one ever all online. It was like old home week. <laughs> all of us got together again, and we did a five-day summit, which is what they used to be, right? They were a five-day summit. Yeah. And um, we all got together again, and we did it online. And it was, it was really cute and fun, but it was interesting to see, you know, who was still doing what and, 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 and things of that nature. Now, I had dramatically, by the time I did the summit, switched my business to a lot of service. We became an agency where we do all the bills for you, whereas a lot of them were still kind of just whether they were being just an affiliate marketer or being just a, a product creator and launcher and things of that nature. But um, yeah, so the, most of the people that I was with on those stages are still um, around. And in fact, John Childers was one of them and he came back probably for the first appearance I'd seen him do in 20 years. Wow, it's, it, I just remember those early days and trying to understand the internet and trying to understand, it was all over my head, but I, yeah. I remember in the day of um, Alex Mandosian and learning the, the 24 W's on, which was on your emails that people only have a span of 24 W's. So make sure that your emails don't go all the way across the page. I, that's right. We would only right? do half width. Yeah. That was yeah. the law. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny. Things, little things that stay in my mind. And I, I still, still do type that. like that. Do I? Enough. Yeah, I do too. I hate yeah. when I see that full page email, I'm going, oh my God. It's too yeah, much. So it's too dense. I still type yeah. at 24 across. I do too. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And we've taken completely different paths. Yours is way more interesting. And um, I know that, and I, I would, 
I'd really be remiss if I didn't ask you this. You have won some really um, amazing um, honors uh, from the government, from uh, President Obama. Tell me a little bit, because that's pretty special. And I well, want you to toot your horn. I mean, there were th those ones I won from the Senate, the Assembly, the White House, and President Obama are some of the, the accolades that I've received. And in general, it's really for um, some of the stuff that I've done. Like I went to Kuwait and I spoke and opened on a, a women's business center there for the first time ever that women could be entrepreneurs. And, and you did that on behalf of the government or on No, no, no. I just did that. No, oh, wow. it, it was, yeah, it was just, I'd spoken in Dubai multiple times. I'd spoken in like Kuwait, Bahrain and, um, Mm. Uh, yeah, the Middle East, and yeah. um, it, it's, it was just a very, I was fascinated with that area because it, in some instances, it was unbelievable wealth, like in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, right. and then in other places, it's not, but, but in general, though, you know, the empowerment of women who are incredibly smart women, mm. um, just, they didn't have that opportunity, and so when I'd heard that this could um, occur, that's just kind of where I jumped in and said, that's a place I need to go. And so I, I did a, I, I've been there a couple of times doing that in, in Dubai a few times. Um, so that it was really kind of along those lines of breaking barriers for women, which, you know, kind of has been the theme of my life. Uh, you know, once I got on the World In It Summit stages, I made sure other women came too. And then once I'd done something else, I make sure it was okay. You know, I, I'd pull other women into that, um, that realm or, or introduce them to those opportunities uh, simply because I am part and parcel of the belief that, uh, you know, women are the ones that are going to be uh, responsible to turn this whole thing around. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. But before we do, do you have girls or boys or one of each or whatever? I have two girls and a boy, and so okay. they're all absolutely incredible. One of them is um, uh, completely devoted to spiritual um, uh, help uh, for others. And mm -hmm. so, um, like in our family in general, I think four of the five of us are fully ordained ministers and, oh, wow. and reverends. And so it's, uh, we're, spirituality is very deep in, in our core and fabric. And so, um, and my other daughter works in a church and, uh, my, my son, he is the, uh, he's kind of the, the Beverly Hills Rodeo realty type of, you know, been on million dollar listings type of guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so. It's funny because I just started watching that again the other night because right. I love seeing the areas where my family live in because nice. my parents lived down there and i just love to look at la and but it's from a completely specific lens for sure and well he uh, was um he was an actor at the age of six he started in that um field and then got booked in his uh, his first movie he ever got booked in was called trump unauthorized how funny is that oh, that is funny and so then that was in canada and again we moved down to california as as one of the chosen places because we came here to also assist if you're going to be in acting, you better yeah. be in Hollywood. And so that yeah. was also part and parcel of our destination. You know, that's funny because my sister was a, an agent for children. Mm. In a way. 
she booked kids way back when she was right. booking kids. It was Leonardo DiCaprio and, Beautiful. Um, you know, that whole genre of yeah. Um, people. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, so, um, so, you know, that I'm all about building relationships and um, it's, it's how I build my business and mm -hmm. how has it, how has it affected you in your world and your business um, in terms of, have you consciously built relationships for building business or did it come sort of the other way? Well, it was a little bit of all things, right? Like, it, you know, when it came to early business, right? It was kind of yellow pages. It was direct. It was so old school. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then you would get a customer that took you, let's say a long time to get, right? Because I got government contracts and I got lottery corporation, Collagen water, you know, big yeah. things. So you held on to those, you nurtured those relationships, like kind of gold, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and because yeah. back then in the software contract days, that was anywhere from a hundred grand to a million dollar contract for you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it became very interesting when you move to the internet in that one, if there's a price point difference, like, it, you know, it can be $7, $97, you know, a yeah. hundred thousand dollars still, you know, it, it all depends on if you want me or if you want just a product. Right. Yeah. So, um, relationship building changed and had to because of the volume I was coping with now. And so obviously a lot of it moves to automation for me. I had to get autoresponder technology and I had to have emails do the seven to 12 touch points to mm -hmm. follow up. And then I have to have emails that nurture and I have to have emails that, that take care of clients and, and uh, ensure productivity. And then at the same time, my, my attention has to kind of still remain at the upper level, you know, anywhere from kind of 20,000 and up client. Mm -hmm. um, but having said that, the one thing I've always made sure even today, uh, and people will see this, um, is I still communicate on social media myself. No one, I don't let anyone take my voice there. So, you know, if we're chatting on social media, that's still me. And I, there, there's there's elements that um, I allow a relationship and allow people in and allow people to get to know me through a broad a broad format such as social media, which which of course that's opened up so many doors from that perspective. So it's changed and it's because of the one-to-many nature of of what I deal with now. But at the same time, I and I don't let clients go and that emails can handle that and I nurture bigger ones and then I serve all through social media whether it's a Facebook live whether it's a YouTube video no matter what I'm doing I make sure that people know hey I'm real I'm like you whatever's happening I can help and that's what actually I really um liked when I first met you is that you were on the the um the social media you were on the Facebook group and you were answering questions and of course you have to be um you have to be uh, somewhat uh, military in your, you know, like it can only do it for this amount of time. And I'm not going to answer that now because I'm going to do it over here. And you have to do that. I get that. Um, but I, I'm glad to hear that you, that you have that authenticity still happening. I personally don't believe that emails do the trick anymore. I think they get, they get lost in the shuffle. They don't get opened as much anymore and so on. But they are a just the mere fact that you're 
email shows up if I don't even open it, at least I know I've got one from you, right? I guess that's, right. the, that's the mentality there. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm just, I just want to read this one thing. You're, mm -hmm. is, are you still considered, are you still Inner Surf International? That's my company. company so right. that's, what, that's what does all the work behind me. <laughs> right. So, yes. and, and you lead and empower people to develop through your company, you lead and empower people to develop a freedom-based business using systemizing, streamlining, and scaling to success yeah. while working from home, which is really what you just talked about, I think, in yes. some ways. And, and now you have a new project. And this project, I guess, has, did it find you or did you find it? Um, it found me the moment I was looking. Right. Okay. And that's, yes. that's, that's almost the story of my life. I'll be like, okay, I'm ready for this. I want this type of change. I want my life to start to look like this now. And I got a phone call from an old friend and she said, I have this um, a super idea. Let me run it by you and tell me what you think. And her idea was, what if there was a, a connection um, kind of generator? What if there was an artificial intelligence lead connection for people where they could connect like a dating app would only it's business questions and i was like i'm in what are you talking about right or you know and so she, yeah she unfolded this concept to me and um and in that very moment i did a uh honestly a hundred degree switch of my focus because I'd already opened the door. I said, I need my, I, I have the freedom lifestyle. I have all these elements, but it's not necessarily in the passive way that I would like. And it's not in the recurring way that I like. I'm constantly the one always doing the work, right? So even though I have teams, even though I have staff, all of it needed me in some way, shape or form. And I thought, I like this. So I jumped in right away. And this was immediately when the pandemic hit because that's what I do. I reevaluate and I always rebirth. And maybe if I rebirth as the same, cause that's where I'm, I'm happy. But in this situation, well, actually in every situation that I've done a reevaluation, um, it has been in a new direction that was necessary for personal growth. And I needed to step into a team leadership role. I needed to become um, a bigger and better leader, not just within my company and within my staff or, you know, even with social media followings, but as a global. Um, and so by moving into the company that I did, um, I, it's, a, it's opened up an, a complete and global leadership perspective role for me. Because like I say, I just started off as coach. I was a coaching for this company. Okay. And then um uh for you know for the members right I, and that was all donated i'm like yep mm -hmm. i i know what the coaches are going to need or i know what the members are going to need to succeed at this mm -hmm. let me teach you what i know so you can succeed and that's where it began and then as the company's growing like crazy i'm like i would suggest you do this 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 and this and so i just was doing strategy what you do um, for them like i do right like hey yeah. i'm a part of this i want it to be successful what if we did this, this, and this? And what if we did this? And that just continued along and along till one day they phoned and they said, uh, you know, congratulations, we want to make you executive vice president right. in charge kind of, of global marketing. Yeah. And so at that moment, you know, it was another almost pivot point, right? Mm -hmm. so because 
um, they were very clear. This isn't staff per se. Right. You are your own entity. I still have my own company. I still have everything. Yeah. But here's the deal. You're in charge of what this company looks like um, and how we roll out this million, you know, million goal launch. Um, and so that, um, I loved that because that level of responsibility allows me to put the people in place that I need and it allows me to ensure that all of those who have trusted me with, uh, by joining and, and trusted uh, the company, I can now be a part of the guarantee kind of of, of this is going to move forward successfully. Right. So you said this happened at the pan when the pandemic hit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Only when that I started was, was my pivot, was my, okay, was here year? we are. Just hmm? this year? Yeah. Just March. like in March. March. I thought you'd been involved for like over a year. No, they didn't. They, they <gasps> were building this entire thing, yes. right? Yes. They were doing their thing. They were building it and developing. And then sure enough, she called and she said, you know, do you want to be a coach on this platform? Oh, okay. We need leaders. And that was March. <laughs> you were a busy girl then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, networking uh, and connecting with the right people online mm -hmm. is, um, you know, it, it's different online, and yet it's not different. Like, it still requires some of the same skills, right? Yeah. So what would you, how would you find, how has it been different doing it? Uh, connecting with people the way the world is now or through like I'm just starting to use this connection generator that you talked about and I find on the one hand I'm thinking well there's still not a lot of people on it because it's mm -hmm. still not launched however right. the people that are on it would be like a warm lead or a warm call because everybody's chosen to be there right is that the right way to think of it or it is because it's, it's, we're at a stage of pretty well. We're almost still at a very small invite. We have not announced on social media. Right. Everybody there has been invited uh, by somebody in particular. No, no broadcasting or materials have been put right. out about it. Um, and uh, so it's been invitation of influencers. That has been, because that's how we need to build the core foundation so that when we do launch and all of the, you know, all these new people come in, we have the um, ability to support and help and, and they chose leaders. That's what they needed to do. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not somebody who's like, Oh yeah, great. Join, do your thing. They're like, great join. What do you need help with? Super. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get your two. I'm going to help you get your five, whatever it is. Right. I'm going to help you. And so that has been the, I think, will be one of the major elements of success uh, because most people launch reversed, right? We have really built a very solid foundation mm -hmm. before we tell the public, mm -hmm. you can now come in. And so, uh, I, I mean, I can't wait for that, that moment. It is going to be crazy off the hook when we open the doors. But at the same time, we're in beta now, and there's a good reason for it. We can't have we we can't have as many people as we know and expect will come until we're like right now. We're just putting together a, an office in Austin, Texas, and we got to get all sorts of customer support staff ready and trained. 
for the moment when the doors open simply based on what you know the growth we're already experiencing at the foundational level we know we have to 10x that um from you know from the support infrastructure and so all of those people are are getting hired right now i'm in the process of hiring uh, uh multiple people for my marketing for my marketing division yeah. yeah um and and it's it's just been absolutely um exciting and, and what's tell. interesting is yeah. i have a service which was called co-ceo right so people would bring me into their company for like 120 grand and i would um come in and i would help them lay the infrastructure organize automate website email marketing, um, books, whatever strategies and teach that person how to be a CEO. And that's kind of, and, and so this is a little bit like that only it's just for marketing and it's yeah. easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fascinate me just how I can see how, even though I know it's been a bit of a grind because you're working long hours, I can see you thrive on it anyway, when you love the idea and the, the thing and, and, um, and the project is pretty exciting. So um, I'm going to just to wrap up, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and, and ask you, I'm, I'm going to ask you two questions. The first one is something I've mentioned this word before, and it's probably my favorite thing. And it's me being curious. So what are you curious about? What do you find that makes you that you're, you know, what is it that makes you curious? What do you like to find out about? Oh, man. The it's almost what don't I like to find out about it. It's, it's, it's almost the, I have to watch this. I'm like, as soon as a social media platform comes out, I'm like, I'm in, I'm examining, I'm re-engineering, I'm watching how uh, I dissect everything. That's the nature of everything, everything that I do. And then I anal analyze whether it's for my clients or not, or we put a pin in that, or this is about to explode. And that's why I'm so excited about what we're in, right? It's about, it's going to explode. This is, this is like nothing I've ever seen. And so, um, you know, I love to learn about everything, even from a young age, when it came to spirituality, even from that, um, I got hit by a car when I was three years old, I exited the body. So I've been on a spiritual quest as hard as I've been on a, a learning and enlightenment uh, request for uh, or, or quest for knowledge on, on all elements. I constantly read, I'm constantly uh, doing training videos. My idea of time off often is to just consume um, uh, information about something that's made me curious. Somebody will come out and say, hey, we can do this now. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Can you? And I'll watch, right? And so I, I think I live my life in a state of curiosity like a child would in that I always want to know what's happening and what's going on and why is that happening? I'm a big question. I'm like one of those kids. Well, why, 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 why? You know, so um, I, I think, I think honestly, curiosity needs to be a core component of how you look at everything so that you seek out the answers that resonate with you on how are you going to live your life and move forward, whether it's business or otherwise. Wow, that, that I was going to ask you what message you would leave with my audience who are you know, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, network marketers, but you've just done it really. Do you have a favorite quote? 
You know, it's interesting. One of the things, uh, almost a little mantra that I live by is you don't have to get it right. You just have to get it going. I heard this when I first got into, I don't know the source. I heard it from a guy called Mike Littman. I don't know where the actual source is. But what I love about that is it's kind of all about actions speak louder than words. So do something. It doesn't have to be exact. And then keep doing it. It's like the 10,000 practices, right? Yeah. Keep doing it until you're better, 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 best, right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, kind of constantly waiting for the right moment, the right situation, the right finances, the right knowledge, the right skill set. If you're living in that, you're living life in a holding pattern. And I just right. want you to break out, go free and, and, and just rush to whatever your mission, purpose, and vision that you were set to live today with um, is, is achieved or reached. So what's your uh, horoscope sign? I'm an Aries. Okay, interesting. Okay, that's the cool. ram. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, well, this has been a delight. I thank you so much, Tracy, for taking the time to talk to me because for me, it's all about, you know, building relationship with new people, learning about them. And, um, and I'm looking forward to working with you uh, more in the future as well. Yes. And I so appreciate uh, you being here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Janice. And to my audience, make sure that you let us know that you enjoyed this episode by leaving a rating and a review. We love to hear that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.